Sports, and you know we'll, we'll just go ahead and start with the Phils. Yeah, uh, we all know what happened. I, I don't want to harp on it, but uh, uh, Prem, they had an amazing season. They're National League champions. You pushed the most elite team in baseball almost to seven games. They weren't supposed to get there. No, they weren't, man. It was a complete team effort all year. You could point to every guy in the lineup that was responsible for a win during the season at one point or another. You could point to almost every guy in the lineup for the most part and pick a game in the playoffs that they were the key of why they won. From Marsh to Segura to Reese to Bryce, Schwarber with the home runs that were key. I mean, they really... They impressed me a lot as a baseball club, right? and I think that we have the next five years are going to be a lot of fun for Phil's fans. Speaking of the next five years, let's get into it. Uh, I, I, listen, quite frankly, they they did get beat by the better team. I, I don't want anybody to have any, any illusions out there um, that... You know, they they should have won. It's like, no, they shouldn't have even been there. Well, you they, know what's crazy, They could have won. Yeah, you know what's crazy? I was, th- I was talking about this earlier. They were probably three or four baseball plays away from winning the World yeah. Series. I, lo- I look at the play in Game 5, the key, the ch- the biggest moment for me, and this is probably not other people, the biggest moment for me in the whole World Series that turned the tide, in Game 5 at home in the ninth inning, Yeah, Schwarber hits a rocket down a first baseline, yeah. and it's scooped up on one bounce. Just a great, that great hit, play. That hit, if that goes down the line to the corner, Phillies win game five. Yeah, absolutely. And then you probably have a game seven. Probably. You just needed to make well, enough Well, you definitely have a game seven in that case. To get to the McCulthers, the, the, uh, the, the tipping pitches guy. McCullers, yeah. McC- you just needed to get to him and Ranger. And McCormick, the catch on JT's uh. bomb. Which, by the way, was was a, a good catch, but it's a routine kind of catch. Kind but it of. was a good catch. It, what, what made what made the commentators Smoltz and the other dude get so excited was the fact that he kind of bounced off the fence and it jolted his body forward a bit. Like, right. It was a bit of an impact that a lot of guys with the ball would come loose. I know a lot of people hated Smoltz, but you know he's not the, terrible. The only thing that got annoying to me and his wealth of baseball knowledge when it comes to the pitchers. Is unbelievable. He's like Romo with the football. Yeah, it's yeah. it's 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 great. But you know, it becomes where he makes the game all about pitching, and yeah, it's not just true. all about no, pitching. You no, know, it's not uh, the, the thing that for me there was a couple things. Uh, I I point to the manager. Look, I understand Rob Thompson the move with Wheeler. Yeah, but it's not just that. It's Everything he did leading up to the playoffs, leading basically up until the 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 NLCS, right, was golden. He yeah. from the time he he got hired, everything sort of fell his way, and he was running off instincts. And he was like a baseball guy who you put stats in front of him, and he's like, I don't I don't understand that. Just tell me in layman's terms what yeah. what what I what should be happening. Like a here. blend of analytics and traditional baseball yes. managing. Right. Right. And once he got to the big stage, there was a couple 
mistakes. And of course, we can point to the Wheeler one. Now, I will counter that with saying, yes, that was an analytics move. It shouldn't was. have been. And, it, well, here, it's at have 70 it. pitches when your, your ace is cruising at 70 pitches, even though it's first and third there with one out at that point, right? Yes. Here's the problem with bringing in Alvarado right there, and this is very valid. That was only the second seven-game series they played in the postseason. Yeah. And the first one only went to five games. That so, was also, by the way, so the saying, Phillies pitching are set up for for a three-game series and a five-game series. Right. And they got the Padres were right because where they, they won, were. they won a three-game series against the Astros. But when we went to a seven-game series with, with the Padres, when we hit the bullpen game, they hit the bullpen game. Right, right. So they were in the same boat we were. Yeah. See, the Astros, they're set up for a seven-game series. Right. The Phillies were not well, what pitching I was wise. What I was getting at was with a guy like Jordan Alvarez, who, who um, he had a tough— run in between the two home runs he hit in the first round and the home run he hit in game six. But what happens is he was seeing Alvarado then for like the third time. Yes. So when you see guys exactly. over and over again, and Alvarez is... You know his tendencies. He's And it's, it's a law of averages. Even he, though you would have thought it would have been the same thing with the Phillies hitters with Naris. Naris yeah, comes in, yeah. I'm thinking, oh, I'm, fr- I'm frothing at the mouth. But they hit a home run off of a guy that hadn't allowed a home run in like a calendar <laughs> year or yeah, something. Yeah, I get that. Which is remarkable. When, I get when it. that home run was hit, I was like, you got to be kidding me. But that's the thing that kills me about the Phillies. It seems like... The element of small ball went away. There was a lot of elements of small ball, not just the home run. I know that it's all home run or nothing for the Phillies all year, but you know what? When they got to the playoffs, there was a lot they of were small, small ball, ball yeah, that, they were, they that, were winning. that got them winning. Yes, yes. And that seemed to stop. The no-hitter absolutely obliterated that team. That they was went, crazy, They went man. ice cold on the no-hitter. And at that point, I will counter the Wheeler move by saying, if you're not scoring runs, it doesn't matter. Yeah. Who cares who's on the who's on right, the mound at right. that point? I mean, but, what difference but, does but it make? But here's the thing, though: they scored what two runs in that elimination game, right? It was five to two, four to two, four to two. Yeah. Right. So, if you leave Wheeler in there and Alvarez doesn't come in, Wheeler's not giving up four. Probably not. Maybe no. maybe two. Maybe two. Yeah, absolutely. But then you're going to extras. See what I'm saying? Like that's why. So there was. No runs on the board when Wheeler was pulled. It was first and third. Right. No runs scored. Yes. And one out. There was another decision. The, the, the unwillingness to make adjustments to your lineup, your order. Um, I get it. You got to go with what got you here. Baseball, the stern baseball guys will say that. But I know this. And look, I hate to go the video game mode, right? Yeah. But yeah. if I'm playing MLB the video game, right, and I'm in a series where I get no hit, it's I've actually played a game where I, I got no hit. And, I, you know, <laughs> so you know what I did the next game? I switched up the order a little bit. Yeah. I subbed some yeah. guys out, and I and I switched the order. I moved the guy who didn't hit well in the fifth spot down to the seventh and the eighth spot. I did that. And guess what? Guys start get, to get out of it. That's a video game, right? I would have shook it up a lot, too. I, you know, and but at the same time, I, now, the whole decision to keep Reese in the two-hole was baffling to me because you know he's ice cold. Because of the big home and, runs, that's and, why. And the worst thing you could possibly have against great pitching is your one and two being strikeout kings. Right. It's just right. not a good spot. And then JT, he hit that game winner. Yes, he did in game one, and he struggled ever since. But then he should have hit a game winner in game five. It was a phenomenal catch. Yeah, no, no um, doubt. 
But up until, okay, so bracket those moments, and he struggled. I yeah. mean, he struggled. He he, did. He, he, he did. When he got on base, it was like he walked. It was like he, he really struggled at the plate from that point on. But that's okay. You leave him there. I get that. But Castellanos in the five hole, now... I, Everyone's been beating it to death, and I've been saying this. I I said before, and I backpedaled, and I'll say again. I think it's a horrible contract. It's one of the worst I can remember for the Phillies. Ninety million, but but you know what? I believe it was a Dombrowski call. Well, here, here's I the believe thing, Dombrowski too. made the call and said, "Listen, Rob, we love you, right?" Well, but re- Castellanos isn't going any lower in that order than fifth. Regardless of if they did shake it up or not, here's something that really blew my mind. Tech World Series been played since 1903. 119 yeah. years. Yeah. And and those 119 postseasons, third yeah. best third best bullpen ERA ever, Houston Astros. Third. They, because they were third, bro. And you know what the Phillies should do? That's why they lost the, the World Series. The Phillies should check those so moves. Good. They should copy what they looked at. It should be a mirror. They should parody everything they saw the Astros do. The, the Astros have a decent lineup. It's a solid lineup. They have a few scary guys. It's good. It's Al- good. Altuve, whenever he's on, can be an automatic double. And, and and okay, so they have some really good guys, okay? But they have a solid lineup, a solid lineup. It's okay, yeah. We we, we actually, I feel like we beat better lineups in this playoff. Well, we run. we have, but the here's, for but one. here's what we haven't seen: the team, a team that's built with pitching like the Astros are. They were built completely with their starting rotation for a seven-game they series. Were. And their bullpen was double. Whatever guys we had that were good, they had double. And their guys, lights out. Yeah. Their guys would come in and be lights out. Much more than ours. We had guys that we were... Pre- every every other guy, if it, even Sir Anthony, who who ever since the, the Padres game where he, he threw the balls in the dirt and brought home the runs, and it was a close game that Bryce had to win. Right. Ever since that game, he hasn't been really himself. And you put him in a spot, and you you just know something bad's going to happen. Alvarado, I know. He was great. I got it. I read all the tweets from the Dave Esser and all the other guys that said yeah. oh, how great he's been. I mean, he had a great postseason overall. Yes, yeah. he really did. He had two bad outings. But it doesn't really matter. When I see him come out, I'm nervous. I understand it. I understand it. You know, that, that pitching staff in Houston, you're right, it's— Probably the best in baseball. But I'll say this, Tech. You know who a free agent is this offseason? Who's that? That Padres pitcher, Suarez. He was really good. Yeah. He was really good. Free agent. They let him walk. The Phillies, you know, let a few guys walk already. They let Segura become a free agent. Which I don't quite understand. Well, Uh, I do because he's the most consistent hitter. But here's my. Especially especially contact hitter, too. Right. But if I'm Dombrowski, here's my plan. Here's how I'm doing the Phillies offseason. I'm going to trade Reese for a starter, like we discussed. Yep. I'm going to move Bohm to first, Stott to yep. second. Yeah. Sign a Trey Turner or a Correa. Yep. Sosa at third, or maybe you get another guy to or play Xander third. Or Xander Bogarts, too. He's Xander Bogarts, right. And then you got your outfield set. You could put Bryce back in right field because he'll yep. be ready to play. Hopefully, he's going to get evaluated for surgery. And then I would say, put, well, right. I would say put Castellanos in left field because he's a better glove, and you make Schwarber your DH, and you got Marsh in center field and Real Muto catching, and that's a solid squad. Yeah, I mean, as far as pitching, because for me, it starts at pitching, pitching, pitching. It does. I, I actually, and I, I, listen, I don't expect Castellanos to have the same year next year that he had this year. I just don't. No, the guy no, was no, a career, no. you know, yeah. 290 hitter. I don't expect He's going to have a better do. season. Okay, so we know that. So I'm not going to harp on Castellanos, even though I would move him down the lineup. He would be, he would 
would start the year batting. He should seventh. be like the sixth. The sixth. He's a six hitter because he's a power hitter. Fine. I'll settle for that. But I, he, I would also I would move Schwarber down. But what I would Same. do is I would actually look into maybe uh, on a sh- on a smaller deal bringing back Segura unless he's gone. Could yeah maybe but, that maybe that's the plan. Now maybe what I would plan. do with pitching is I would I would start the season. I I got news. I would start the year with Andrew Painter. Uh, on the starting staff, I like it. I would go grab a top flight starter that you can make your number three realistically. Yeah, and yeah. now you got Wheeler, Nola, uh, uh, Ranger, uh, uh, Painter, and and a, and, and, a, and another guy. Insert name who here. Painter's probably going to end up being the fifth starter, and you, right. you you get a third or a fourth star- starter. Uh, and if he's a four, he should be a, an MLB three. Yo, if that kid can come in and have like a three five ERA or lower. He's going to be a generational pitcher. If he, if he can come right in, if he can come right in and have under a three and a half ERA, yeah, I mean the kid is going to be a Cy Young candidate. He, he would start the season in that rotation for me. I mean, and and I you agree. obviously have to. It depends on what they who they sign though, man. Well, that's because they have sixty five million coming off the books. Yeah, I mean Rodon's out there. Everybody wanted him. Yeah, he's out. Well, Look, he's a good pitcher. Yeah, you, you got money to play with. A lot of guys are gone. You know, I I think you've seen the last of guys like Brad Hand and Knable, and those guys are out of here. And and and, and uh, Robertson and Gibson. Yeah, yeah these guys yeah. are gone. Yeah, they, they were they were let go. Yeah, so well, they were let to become free agents essentially, and that's exactly right. That's what you had to do, and you're going to have to bolster this bullpen in the same style. As as what you faced, in Eflin that walked series. as well. Eflin yeah, created. well, you know, he declined I, the option. I, I'm okay with that. Yeah, oh, he was good okay in the playoffs, though. He was actually really good in the playoffs. Yeah, he looked determined when he was pitching in the playoffs. He's, he's shaky. I, he is. He is. It's time for him to move on. Even though he was on. good, he was shaky. It's time for him to move on. I think the ter- change of scenery for Zach Eflin. I could see him going to like a bad American League team, but being really yeah. good. Now, like they look at like a guy like Brogdon as like a third or fourth reliable guy for them, and for me, he should be a sixth or seventh reliable. He actually guy. had a couple good innings in the playoffs. too. Good. I want him to be a. Si- I want him to be the same guy, but he's my sixth or seventh option right. in that bullpen. And when you have a great bullpen, that's how it should be. That's how it should be. Absolutely. You you need two more guys like Alvarado and Dominguez. I agree. Two. I agree. Give me two. And then the rest is fine. Well, at some point, we'll be beating a dead horse. They got to start making moves. <laughs> at some point. Tech, we can just wrap up our Phillies talk for the year by simply saying, Phillies are your National League champions. They are. They are. They did that. They won a pennant. They, they won. Su- they won a pennant. Yes, they did. They will be a banner hanging. There's That's a, there's exciting. Be a, I mean, there's yeah. a new flag at, the, at Citizens Bank Park getting raised. And guess what? They deserved it. It was a successful, a beyond successful season for them. We thought just a stepping stone. History. They made it's, history. It's not a stepping stone when you go to the World Series. It was it's the beyond lar- largest that. ninth inning comeback in postseason history, right? Yeah. yeah. Lar- most most runs scored in a ninth inning but in postseason It was history. also the second least watched series ever. I saw that. And so they, they set the record for strikeouts. But again, that's because the Astros <laughs> Astros have the best pitching staff, arguably, of the last 10 years. It was, it was unbelievable. I mean, you could say the Dodgers staff is comparable. Yeah, but they didn't perform like they were. No, they they blew up. And that they did. we, we kind of got lucky that they blew up at the right time. The Padres were able to get yeah, by because him, if, and we were yeah. able to face the Padres team. It's very similar, similar. to us. Yeah, if the Dodgers made it. We're not getting to the World Series, right? I don't think we were beating the Dodgers. All right, let's get to the birds. As we all know, they're eight and zero. A lot of people nationally aren't taking us as seriously as they should, mainly because of how close that game was on Thursday night against the Texans. But uh, let me let me. 
be clear here. I, I'm an in the moment guy. I'm very yeah, emotional yeah. with what I see. I know. And I was very tame when I watched it. Now, of course, yeah, three days rest on course, the road. The, the World you know. Series game was on too. So of course, I'm going back and forth. Like I had a them both man. on two screens. Yeah, I get it. I, 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 <laughs> I, when I, with the Eagles, I tend to be locked in, and you know, well, the screen's got to be right next to each other. I know. I know. I, I, I had it, I had the Phillies on the phone, and I was looking down. But okay, I was, fair I enough. I was locked in on the Eagles. Yeah, you just said it. Three days rest, no practice. They did a measly walkthrough yeah. the day before. No practice. It was almost like they were going there to just play street ball. Yeah, I mean, they, they really didn't have much of a plan. You could see it in the first half. It, and and even, even that, I mean, look, the Texans scored two touchdowns that they shouldn't have scored. Well, no, and their best player, Pierce, is their best player for a reason. That, that kid is a really good running he's back. He's legit. He's a good so running back, So for all man. the people that are like, well, the run defense, they got to shore that up. Well, they, they face a legit back. And yeah, they're going to yeah. see another one in, in, when we when we face Tennessee. So they, when, they, when we face legit backs, yeah, I mean, look, Merrill Reese said it the other day, and I agree. Uh, Dalvin Cook is a serious back. And we, we shut him down. He is. And, and, well, that was game script, too. Right. Pollard and Elliott, we shut them down. Yeah. So yeah. There, there's an element to, yeah, you can say Jordan Davis goes down. All of a sudden, we're not run stoppers. But there's a thing with Jonathan Gannon where he doesn't care if you get into the red zone because he expects us to give up three and not right. six. And usually that's what's happening. And, you know, this team is so good that if they're just within range on the road like even if yeah. they're losing by three or four in the third quarter it doesn't matter you feel yeah. like they're gonna they're gonna win the game right exactly three days rest no practice and they still beat a team by double digits and it was over you know not too far into the fourth so i want to ask you something tech because i was debating this as i listened to uh to cameron and richie earlier as they were <laughs> i like the idea of trying to be the best team in the history of the league Meaning, go after the undefeated season. Go after 19-0. and Go after that shit, man. You're talking about a franchise that couldn't win a Super Bowl for over 50 years. We finally win a Super Bowl. We were the laughing stock almost of the league for a long time. You finally get one. Now you got a chance to go down as the greatest team to ever play the sport. You do it. It's that simple to me. You do it. I don't care. You, I agree. I want to do you that. Do it. But, but at the same time... That last game of the season against the Giants, you, you probably have the number one seed locked up. Now, I wouldn't start my starters it's tricky. because, but I wouldn't start them because um, you know it's you have to you have to chase this 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 undefeated season. I would start them to not get them rusty. You're going to get a buy, right, right, right. So so you start them, but as soon as you go ahead, you get them get out Gardner of there. In there. Get him, yeah, get him Maybe out of Maybe Gardner there. can hold on to it. Yeah. I just love the idea of the 72 Dolphins just, you know, having anxiety. Yeah. Because these guys are dinosaurs. It, I just fear that, you know, because we all saw New England do it. And then, you know, I know when they still talk about the Dolphins because New England lost. They, they yeah. When they got into the playoffs and they lost. Well, the Super Bowl. Though. Well, yeah. they But... I mean, they lost. And you know what? That's funny. That season, they almost lost the last game of the year to the Giants. Yeah, it was yes, a shootout. They did. It was a it was shootout to win. And they and Moss caught a touchdown late. Um, but no, that's my take. And and Richie disagreed. Richie was saying, no, no, you rest the players. You want to win a chip. I'm, see, I see both sides. I, I personally want 
the undefeated season. You want to be able to I say the it. Eagles had the greatest season in the history of the NFL. But you know why they're not going to give that to us anyway? Shut all clowns up forever. You know why they're not going to give that to us anyway? For the same reason I hear everybody, like I watch a, a little bit of Dan Celio. And I can't stand him. Nobody can stand him. But here's the thing. He, he, he knows what he's talking about a little bit. He was an ex-player. And he repeats the sentiment that all the national guys say, we ain't beat nobody. Okay, that's the national sentiment. You have the 12th toughest schedule in the league this year so far. Well, yeah, you, you have to beat who you play. Right, we have the 12th toughest schedule in the NFL so but, far. But it's not our fault that we were the NFC least last year, and the whole division got a cakewalk yeah, schedule to here, some here's, degree. Here's why that argument from Celio is not valid. It'd be valid if we are just slipping by these poor teams. We are right. beating them by double digits. Yeah, we're winning by double digits. So it's different. The game's over in the fourth it's, quarter. It's, yeah, it's different. Some of these games have been over at halftime. Yeah, so, yes. so I'm saying that argument is valid if we were winning like the Giants were winning. One-point wins, two-point wins. Yeah. Getting lucky late, getting real lucky. I mean, they've gotten so lucky late. They should be 4-4 four and four right now, honestly. Yeah. They're a 4-4 four four football I team. I totally agree with They've you. got super lucky. That's why that Celia argument is just hate. And not reality to me. And and you know Jalen Hurts, but in his same breath, he's got Jalen Hurts as his top MVP candidate at the moment. Well, because he is. He is. He is. That, that's a fact. Because you look at a guy like Josh Allen, he cost his team the other day. He did. He, he did. really did. And he, but he he got hurt though. He his forearm was not right. I get it. Um, I wanted to. You you had mentioned something uh, regarding Hurts. Yeah. Now, here you go. QBs to start eight and zero with three turnovers or fewer. <laughs> Since the merger, 1970. Okay. Oh, wow. The, the, list, the list has six quarterbacks on it. Wow. Roger Stallback, Super Bowl winner. Yeah. Right? No. Yeah. Did he win a Super Bowl? I don't know, but there's no arguing about Roger Stallback. Phil Simms, Super Bowl winner. Phil Simms. Peyton Manning, Super Bowl winner. Oh. Aaron Rodgers, Super Bowl winner. Yep. Tom Brady, <laughs> GOAT. Jalen Hurts. <laughs> it's just ridiculous. That's all I'm... 8-0, three turnovers or fewer. He is playing the, the position, you could argue... Better than anybody since the merger, except for those five guys. Yeah. I mean, he is really, it's not even just his decision making. He, he People can say what they want. People are like, oh, I'll take Tua over him. I'll take Burrow nah, over that's him. that's goofy to me. It's like, yeah, I mean, look, uh, you can say that these guys, these guys are, are, are better passers, better throwers of the football, but I'm not really seeing that necessarily. He's making the throws. It's not that, though. For me, I agree with you, but. Jalen Hurts is the best leader right oh, now. Oh, absolutely. He's that's the best an intangible leader in thing. the NFL. Yeah, that's an intangible thing. In the thing. entire league, I don't think there's I a agree. better leader at quarterback right now. And he's so right even. He, get, he has that fire in him at the end of the game, but he's 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 a leader. He's, you could he's say Mahomes, stoic. Mahomes would be the guy you can compare to him as a leader. Yeah, absolutely. Well, Mahomes is the face of, of football. Yeah, I mean, is. as we know it. What, as amazing, we know what an amazing guy. Yeah, he's tremendous. And we've talked about the fact that Cabot reps him. Chris Cabot reps him. Yeah. Shout out to Chris Cannon. Shout out to Chris. Uh, everybody needs to relax. They got the Commanders at home. Monday night football this week. It's a tougher game this time around because, you know, you got Taylor Heineke, who's a fighter. He is. He and, is. And, you know, look, I, I said it. Remember, after that game, I said, the next time we play them, Carson Wentz will not be the quarterback you of that football it. team. You're right, man. <laughs> he is not. The, by one way or the other. You know, by one way yeah, or the yeah, other. You but figured it could be injury, too. Well, we got... 
we got uh, some insider information coming. We on do. The Olivia Garvey, ABC Seven News in DC. That's that's joining that's, us. That's big. I can't wait to pick her mind on on this Commanders team. Yeah, uh, because, and the quarterback situation, especially. Yeah, especially, and I, I just I'm eager to hear what they feel about us being undefeated and and you know where they're sitting right and who do we have to watch yeah, out for yeah because washington's in the wild card hunt man they are in the they're, wild card i mean the hunt. wild card hunt is extremely murky with a lot of bad teams but that's where it is yeah they're in it all right we'll at the vet line with olivia garvey from abc7 in dc in a minute uh but first Brought to you by ProLine Music and Fairless Hills Academy of Music. It's time for a Vet Fact. This is a Vet Fact. Tech, I love this one, man. This is one that if Twitter existed back then and you were alive, you would have been losing your mind for three quarters. <laughs> because on November 10th, 1985, the 1-8 Atlanta Falcons came to the Vet to play the 4-5 and five Philadelphia Eagles. Oh, this was the game we needed. And the Falcons... <laughs> Trailed seventeen nothing going into the fourth. So I said a reverse. You'd be you'd have been upset in the fourth quarter because the Falcons came back and tied the game. Seventeen seventeen and forced overtime. But get this, Tech, an overtime. Ron Jaworski hits Mike Quick on a ninety-nine yard game-winning touchdown pass. Oh, that is my just God. remarkable. And Jaws had a terrible day. He was eleven for thirty for wow. two hundred fifty-eight yards. So before that play. He was 10 of 29 for 140-something yards. He's the man, Mike. With two interceptions. So, Jaws had a horrible day. They still overcame running back Ernest Jackson. 19 carries, 74 yards and a touch. Some key yards there as the Eagles took an early lead. Like I said, I mean, it was a 30-yard field goal from McFadden, a one-yard rush by Jaworski with the sneak. Jackson got in the end zone. It was everybody was contributing. Yeah. But then the Falcons come storming back. However, the people at the vet would be treated to an overtime victory, a 1 o'clock start time, November 10th, 1985, a year, I think, before Buddy Ryan, Marion Campbell, was the head coach here. I think Buddy came in 86. Yeah, Buddy took over. Yeah, so uh, there you go, Tech. November 10th, 1985, overtime win, 23-17 over the Falcons. Tremendous. Uh, All right, before we hit the vet line, um, we got it. We gotta discuss the Sixers, Prem. Uh, yeah. They've had the luxury of nobody caring about them at all for the first couple weeks of the season. <laughs> no. But in that time, Harden got hurt. He's gone for a month. Embiid is just out of shape. He 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 drives in a basket and he just w- throws up anything and he and he just begs for fouls. And by the way, the refs are hip to it. They are not calling those fouls on initial contact with him anymore. Yeah, because he flails his arms a bit. Flails his arms. But I will tell you, man, I was impressed with the way they started against Phoenix. I mean, they took control of that game. They won the first quarter by 13, and they won the game by 12. I get that. I get it. That's a good win. That's a quality win. Now, you go tonight, you go to Atlanta, 7-3 and Hawks. The Hawks are playing more like the team they were two years ago. I know. I, I just have fundamental issues with so this team. They're not exciting to me. They're not term. exciting to me. In the micro, yes, they're, win- they're, they're winning some games. But in the macro, I look at this team like, you know, uh, P.J. Tucker, okay? This guy looks like he's 85 years old. Yeah. Uh, he, he can't score. He is, he is he's, quite frankly, he's pitiful. Um, and Tobias Harris, nobody 
can miss a layup like Tobias Harris. Tobias. It's yeah, an they're, art they're not an exciting basketball team right now to me. No. Like, I don't, I'm not like excited to watch or listen to the Sixers. But I no. said this a few weeks ago. I think I will be. I've uh, watched every game, Brent, by the way. Ja- come, come. <laughs> have you? I've I kept have. track. I've, I've tracked every game. But I think I'll be excited for the Sixers like after Christmas. Yeah, well, that's... I'm telling that's you. That's when I'm going to be like ready for basketball. Yeah, I, most people... For most people... Basketball begins on Christmas Day. Right, and I get right, that. Right. Don't they play Christmas get, Day this year? That's Christmas Day. Knicks? Yeah, the NBA likes to, I think so. The NBA likes to take advantage of Christmas Day being the big ratings getter for them. That's their, like like for the NFL, it's Thanksgiving. Yeah. For the NBA, it's Christmas Day. Yeah. And for a lot of casual fans and just, you know, regular basketball fans, uh, they, they it, that's the first day of the season for them. So we got the birds on Christmas Eve. Yes. And the Sixers on Christmas Day. Oh, Sixers it on Christmas could be Day. a terrible holiday weekend or a phenomenal it, holiday it Really, weekend. it could. Um, so, Maxi, right? He is, I'm going to say this, and this is going to piss a lot of people off, and I don't really care. It's all right. He is a solid player. Is he a star player? Maybe. But is he a superstar? No. No, he could and be the a reason really why good player. He's not a superstar. I agree. Is because he's only a superstar. When he is the only one, when Embiid's not there, Harden, who does that remind you of from Sixers history? I I don't know. AI man, what do you mean, Maxi? You know, like Maxi can all, he has to be the guy to be great. Oh well, yeah, you know, you know what I'm saying. What? Like right AI about that. was the guy. You're right but about he, Maxie's that. Maxi's not AI. I'm not saying that. I'm no. saying com- the, the concept you're talking about. No, you're right about that. that you're right about Maxi that. Maxi is AI the guy. had to be the guy, right? And Maxi can do that when Embiid's out. Yeah, you couldn't have AI with Shaq or AI with Embiid. No, hypothetically, right, right, right. You could. You know, and that's Maxi is a superstar only when Embiid is out. Right, right. And the bench that uh, everyone except us, by the way, raved about. Everybody raved about this bench. It stinks. Pretty bad. The bench stinks. I don't think Melton is that good. He's okay. He's an okay player. And House, the House, House is, is a nothing. He's a zero. What does he do? He's a zero. And unfortunately, they paid these guys. And because you paid these guys, they have to be your first options. So guys like Shake and Corkmaz, who were pretty reliable for you in moments uh, in the last few years. They get pushed to the bottom of the yeah, bench. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. it's not exactly right. Paul Reed's actually looked good this this year. I mean, I I, I think he, he oh, he's, he's getting more time than he should, mainly because going back to Embiid, he is not in shape. His conditioning sucks. Yeah. He, he's just not in they'll, shape. They'll, they'll be, a, I think they're going to be like the four or the five seed. Yeah, maybe. I think, the, look, I think look, they're four of the five. The NBA teams. is so watered down as far as playoffs. It I is. Mean, everyone makes a playoff. Well, half the, half the league gets they're in. They're a default playoff half team. Half the league gets in. Yeah. yeah, half the league gets in. They're, they're a default playoff team. Um, the fans are wrong in putting all the blame on Doc Rivers. He's not good by any means. I'd still like to see Doc fired, it, to be honest well, with you. Yeah, I'd like to see Sam I'm Cassell. Complete, we I'm all completely know that. off the Doc bus. Yeah, me too. Completely. His substitutions drive me crazy. But the, the blame has to be put on Daryl Morey for putting this thing together. It, it, this is a worse team than last year's squad. It really we is. We thought it was going to be different. Yeah, it, I think it's much worse. And and he's clueless. He He's actually... I think I think he's he's reached embarrassment level. It's like if you break up with a girlfriend, right? Like the Sixers are last year. <laughs> Sixers are like the, the 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 last girlfriend, right? Yeah. Then you get a, a new girlfriend. Yeah. But like it turns out that she's worse than the one. Worse you had than the, the last previous one. Year. That's and you the end up Sixers. regretting it. That's Absolutely. the Sixers right now. <laughs> he got caught tampering on top of everything else and lost a couple draft picks. So, the, yeah, the, what the hell, the man? And that happens, everybody does that. We lose draft picks. Everybody does that in I the know. NFL. 
Well, you know, it's like a it's like a, a it's like an old boys club. The entire organization is rapidly turning into an embarrassment. I mean, yeah, I hate to say it, because yeah. you know what? Even the Flyers are actually pre- doing pretty good. I knew you were going the Flyers. They're doing pretty I, well. They are. They, they got a winning record. They're, they're, what are they? Seven and three with two overtime losses. Yeah, they're pretty good. They are, and they've beat some good hockey teams. Yeah, yes, they have. They beat some good. Now hockey look, teams. they don't have a natural scorer, but their defense is improved. They their goalie is good. Nah, the Sandstrom's actually a good backup. But they they have a scoring by committee kind of thing going. They don't have a natural lead scorer. But you know, I've watched some of these Flyers games, and they're actually pretty good games. They're probably I think pretty Tor- entertaining. I think Tortorella like threatens them like with whipping them with a belt to make them play harder. And, and this is a disgraceful organization, Prem. This is a disgraceful organization. Tortorella is a good guy for the job, though. He is. I like his attitude. I hope he doesn't quit midway I through. I just like his attitude. I like that he's like rugged and kind of like raw, and he doesn't <laughs> yeah. really he doesn't really care. He's just going to tell you what he thinks. He puts onus I, on those players. Yeah, I really, really appreciate does. that from a, a coach. Yeah, me too. He isn't the problem. If anything, he's turned the defense, the penalty killing, he's, and the power play. He's turned all that completely around. Yeah, they he's look good. Get, and, and when you do that, you can get the most out of your franchise goalie. But, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But they still don't have a top score, and, and that's that kills them in games against the better teams. Well, and hey, down the I mean, stretch, it will definitely hurt them. If they're contending, they might make a move, Tech. You would think you could that they get a might, score. I mean, I they're, they're going to be in a playoff. I don't I think. trust this organization. It's a disgraceful no, no, organization. No, it is, it is. The Sixers haven't reached disgraceful, but they're they're reaching embarrassment level at this point. So we just have to hang our hats. Yeah, they don't win fifty games this year. I right. think they're going to be like. I'm going to say it now. Make my prediction, Tech. I'm going to say the Sixers are going to be uh, forty-five, <laughs> and. Uh, what would that make it? Uh, set thirty-eight. It's 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 too it's too forty-five soon for and th- forty-five, 45 and thirty-eight. That sucks. That's what they're gonna be. <laughs> because right. because of Doc, I think we hit the vet line with Olivia Garvey to talk about Eagles Commanders on Monday Night Football next. Vet alumni, and now it's the vet line. Why don't you answer your phone? Joined now on the vet line by Olivia Garvey of ABC Channel 7 News, WJLA in D.C. Olivia, thanks for joining us. Thanks, guys, for having me on. I'm, I'm so excited to talk about this uh, Monday night matchup. Yeah. I know. It's it's a more interesting game now than I think we anticipated. Yes. Um, I've, really, I've always been a Taylor Heineke guy in terms of just evaluating quarterbacks. I said <laughs> early on, he has like a rugged backyard uh like when i was playing football on the street as a kid he's like the kind of guy that would throw the passes he has that feel and that's dangerous when you have nothing to lose i wanted to ask you right off the jump though you want wentz or heineke when wentz is healthy (laughs) um uh oh right (laughs) right right to the good stuff yeah so yeah let's yeah let that that's a broad question do you have two hours um <laughs> so taylor taylor we all love taylor taylor heineke he's fearless like you said he's a backyard quarterback you know he doesn't think when he's in the pocket he just throws right and you just pray to god it, it's going to a commander's receiver because right, right. mora you you just pray that that ball is landing to Terry McLaurin, Antonio Gibson, like any of those guys. Um, look, they're two different. I love my co-inker. He says this. He's like Taylor Heineke and Carson Wentz. It's like a, a theme park and they're just different rides. You know what I mean? Like, Taylor <laughs> Heineke, like it's no, it's so true, though. Yeah. Like these two guys are just I. I 
they're not long-term quarterbacks here with the commanders. I mean, they're just not, um, Carson Wentz, you can't keep, you can't keep Carson Wentz on the sideline. If he's healthy, you can't leave $28 million on the sideline. If he's good, trust me, we know very well. (laughs) Yes, I know you do. I know you do. I know. And the problem is, and the thing that we, you know, we, I, I feel for Wentz because, you know, he can't get out of his own head. He's not fearless. He's not fearless as a quarterback. You know, he doesn't like pressure. He's not Taylor Heineke. Um, So either or I I truly believe that Rivera is going to go with Carson Wentz when he is healthy. Um, It it, it depends on how well Taylor Heineke does on Monday night against your um, Eagles. And I have a feeling it's not going to be fun for us to cover. Well, I mean, here's Um, the thing about division (laughs) games. And me and Tech always talk about this. Division games can be oddly close when they shouldn't be. And it's always been that way. Even going back to when, say, when it was the Redskins, when they were good and the Eagles were bad, the Eagles would give them games. Or when the Cowboys were great in the 90s, sometimes the terrible Eagles would beat them. Um, These things happen. So that's what I'm a little concerned about. Do you feel like there's any possibility this is a trap game for the Eagles from your perspective? Um, uh, No, I don't. (laughs) (laughs) Well, we appreciate the honesty. I, I'm gonna. I gotta be honest. I, I mean, I just feel like. See, here's the thing, though. We have a defensive line that is so underrated. They are the Commanders' defense. I mean, you watch out for them on Monday night because Jonathan Allen, Deron Payne. I mean, this line, those guys just <laughs> rocked Kirk Cousins yeah. on Sunday. Yes, we lost, but that was, you know, it that was, was tight. The offense. It was tight. It was, it was very it close. Was tight. That was the that this was an offensive loss. Our defense, especially if Chase Young comes back into the mix, um, that will be interesting on Monday night. Uh, of course, we're going to ask those questions in Ashburn this week when they get back to practice, but I, our offensive line is just not there. They, the commanders just cannot figure out, and it's oh, it's been like that for a long time. Um, you guys are doing just fine. <laughs> Your offensive <laughs> yeah. line is uh, just fine. Your quarterback is doing uh, the God's work in the NFL. <laughs> I, mean, I mean, it is unbelievable. You got, I mean, the Philadelphia Eagles, they're, they're a fun team to watch you guys. I mean, it's going to be an interesting game, but I don't think it's going to be a close one. That's a fair analysis. Yeah. Fair analysis. So it's interesting to hear you say that you think Ron Rivera is going to go back to Wentz because it, the way I see it is that Wentz getting hurt Save Ron Rivera's job. I, I really felt that way. Wow. And I look at Taylor Heineke like he gives you guys more of a of a fighting chance. He's he's got more fight in him. Uh, he he may not have as good of of talent and skill right. as Wentz has, right. but he's got a different level of heart. It's and the intangibles. Yeah. Yes, he's yeah. got different intangibles with him, and he gives them a fighting chance. But okay. So let's say Heineke doesn't do well on Monday night. What about, what's the feeling there about the rookie Sam Howe that you drafted mm, in the mm. fifth round? Mm-hmm. I mean, he, I thought there was good vibes around that guy. What is the feeling in D.C. about Sam Howe? So Sam Howell, um, everyone like really likes Sam Howell here. My thought, and it always will be like that, like let the rookie sit back and watch his first season um, and just Uh, see now (laughs) (laughs) don't sit back and take, uh, you know, sit back and maybe don't take these things from Heineke or don't take these things from Carson. You know what I mean? But he's a great guy. He's a, I mean, he, I think he's going to be really good in the NFL. I don't think Ron Rivera will put Sam Howell in until, um, 
it, let, let's if the playoffs are just not there for the commanders this year, um, then I think he'll put Sam Howell in. But I don't think he's going to put him in before that. Will, will Ron Rivera I, be the guy to put Sam Howell in? Mm. Is the yeah, guy. yeah. And, th- and wouldn't that be something like you put this guy in and, and he becomes the stud? And I think he will be a stud. I really do. I think he is such a he's a good kid off the field. He's great to talk to. And you see him on the field and you see. He, he has all the, all the tools. Like I watched him in the preseason, you know, we watched him during training camp. He has all the tools, but I think it was a good idea, of course, to, you know, watch take a step back, watch on the sideline this season. But I don't think Sam Howell is going in until they're out of the playoff picture. I really don't. I don't, I don't, I don't see, like I said, I don't see, you know, Ron Rivera having Carson Wentz just on the sideline watching. Yeah, and that's a tight conference, so there's a chance that the the commanders could slip into a wild card. I just look absolutely, at yeah, wild card spot. I absolutely, that's I, I see mm. it. I do. Yeah, it's very after the top couple teams. Really, there's there's a very big mishmash. I just look at Wentz. Right, you see what Wentz did in Philadelphia. You see what he did with the Colts. He got pushed out of there so fast. I know. And you you see what he did just in a little while before he got hurt over there. I, it's it's not insanity doing the same thing over and over again with with, 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 with the same result, just going back to Carson. It, it, that's uh, to me, it just feels like insanity. Well, they want to unlock. Every coach believes they can unlock the best in a player. But can he? He already kind of threw him under the bus. Remember, then he had to walk it he back. He kind of did. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> what, what do you make of that, there, Olivia? When when Ron kind of said our quor- quarterback is the problem. Um, I thought it was, he just was not thinking in the moment. Um, <laughs> yeah. I, I, I just, I really, and I really like Ron Rivera. I me do. I, me think me I think he's a good leader. I mean, I don't know anybody that doesn't like Ron Rivera, yeah. um, but he just, it's just, it, and it, those moments don't happen for Ron Rivera. Ron is very calculated when he comes in front of us and talks to us. He's very good um, during he, the pressers and knowing what he's saying and what he's giving us. I think the question was, I think it kind of threw him off and that's what he said because it wasn't correct. I mean, you got the Dallas Cowboys, <laughs> yeah. their QB one was not in, they had a guy in there yeah. and he's great. We like him, but they liked him and he was doing a great, Great job, but his his their quarterback was not in there. Right, you know, Dak Prescott was not there. So um, I think, yeah, I, I thought he misspoke, and and he brought it back, and he made sure you know Carson Wentz understood what he was saying. Um, yeah, because but, we, we yeah. saw firsthand not just with the with the birds, but also with the Colts that when your offensive line is banged up or you you have a lack of O line. He is not great in those situations. But isn't it just remarkable after the 2019 season? Remember that December yeah. when we like swept the division to get into the playoffs? <laughs> well, that yeah. we, little did we know that might have been Carson's last hoorah yeah. in the NFL. It's crazy to even surmise that. Right. Um, wow. Wow. Um, all right, Olivia. This is, I think, Monday night, even though I get it. The birds, we're over here, loving life, we're undefeated. (laughs) I get it, right? But I look at the Commanders, maybe not as a trap game, but as a much tougher game than people think. I mean, the Texans, we excused because, look, they had three days rest. They were were tired. They had no practice. They They did a walkthrough kind of thing. Yeah, that's always, it's never easy, no matter what your record is. Yeah, that's tough, that's tough. So I look at this like, okay, we got a lot of rest, and we're going to, practice we're going to do a full play installation this week but i i think this is a much tougher game not just because of the the, the division component but like i said 
I think Heineke gives you guys a fighting chance. You got a good running game, something that, you know, we are not great at at stopping the run in big chunks, at least. Yeah, Robinson's pretty good, that Robinson kid. Uh, Brian oh, Robinson. Brian. Oh, yeah. Yeah. he's fun to watch. I, yeah, I like him a lot. Watch. Yeah, he's a good. Yeah, he's he's a great. You know what happened to him this year is devastating, and the way that he's been able to come back is truly remarkable. And it is fun to see him playing football because you thought you heard that news and it was just like, what is going on? I mean, it's just I know, it's and it crazy. was just another off the field issue with this team and Ron Rivera, and I just felt for him. But it's great to see him. He's great. Um, you know, Heineke, he he just has the chemistry with these guys. He goes on the football field, and like you said, it's like backyard ball. Like, yeah. he's just out there, and he, and you know, Terry McLaurin said it best. He, he plays like it's his last game, every single game. Yeah. And don't we wish all quarterbacks were like that? Yes, he's fun, but he makes, it, he, there are just moments where he's just throwing the ball to, why? Why would you throw that ball? <laughs> like, what right, are you thinking? Right. And that's what's the problem. That's the problem is he's not thinking. Yeah. I, it's it's just, it's fun. It's really fun at times. And we all love it. And he is just the best. But you got to be calculated. <laughs> yeah. You yeah. win football games. And sometimes that's just not the case. Now, I, I said on our show here, the last time we played you guys, um, after that game, that we wouldn't see Wentz the next time we play you Isn't guys. Isn't that funny? I knew it you would did be Heineke. Wow. So, nice little prediction you had there. <laughs> yes. So, real quick, uh, get, I know you mentioned a lot of guys. Give us a guy that we might not be focused on mm. that could throw a monkey wrench into what we think we got going on that maybe we're not looking at. Mm. I have two. I think watch out for Antonio Gibson. Yeah, yeah. And watch out for Benjamin St. Just. I think, Ooh. I mean, that guy, he was great on Sunday. Um, I think he does a phenomenal job. He's really stepped up his game. I'm so impressed with how he is this season. I think watch out for those two guys. I really do. Yeah, we'll keep an eye on that. Yeah, now, around the NFC Juice. East a little bit, the Giants are frauds. I've never seen a more fraud football yes. team at 6-2. and two. <laughs> Yes. Are you in, in the same boat with that? Like, what do you make of the Giants? Where did they come from? Like, <laughs> what is this? Yeah. And by the way, it's not just the Giants. Like, the Jets beating the Bills. I yeah. found that out. I I don't. I can't watch all of the NFL <laughs> games on Sunday like a normal person. Like I'm at I'm at FedEx and I, I yeah. wasn't even I wasn't even thinking about the Bills and Jets game. I was like, that's easy. The Bills are going to take this. Like, right. I hit on no that one. Time. I hit the plus eleven on that one. <laughs> I took that all day. Uh, yeah, that, that's a huge spread right there. And you're like, well, duh. Of course it's going to be right. I figured <laughs> yeah. it'd be a close. Be- yeah, right. But I didn't think they'd yeah, win no, though. I thought the Bills would no. win. Yeah, I, the I I mean I'm I'm the Giants. I, it's yeah I I I I have so many fan I have so many friends that are Giants fans. Same. And it's so interesting for them to speak because they're like, <laughs> "We're doing good, we're doing good." Oh, but you just wait. Starting next week, now we just go into a dark hole. I'm like, you guys are so negative, and they're like, if we're not, we're setting ourselves up to just be <laughs> so sad. Well, yeah, and they're, and they're okay, smart great because mindset, I guess. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> yeah. they're smart because they. I mean, they've won these games, scoring twenty points, twenty one points, and and both of these New York teams are winning in spite of their quarterback well, situation. Well, no, Zach, Zach Wilson he's, is a player. He, yeah, he's that good kid and bad. Zips the ball, he, man. Yeah, he'll look really yeah, good, yeah. then he'll look bad. Yeah, I, I like Zach well, Wilson a lot. 
And I'm happy for Saquon Barkley because finally that yeah. guy is just, <laughs> I mean, you know, he's had, he's had issues, you know, ever since he got into the league, but he is just a wall. Like he's just, yeah. Yeah, he's just, just this guy that is a transformational player. I mean, it's fun to watch him this season for sure, but I don't know where the heck this Giants team came from. If you would have told me that it's <laughs> Eagles, Cowboys, Giants, Commanders, I would have been like, no. If you would have Same. told me a six and two Giants team, I would have, I would have been like, okay, that's funny. But yeah, they got are. a lot of bounces. They got a lot of bounces, and football is weird like that. They got bounces that have right. led them to six and two. They could very easily be four and four right now. Yeah. Like literally, I mean, they beat the Titans by one point, and it was mm-hmm. because Tannehill was just horrible yeah. in the fourth quarter. Um, and they had another real close win, like one or two points. I mean, anyway, the I just Carolina wanted to, game. Yeah, the Carolina that, game. Yeah, yeah, I wanted to pick your brain on that because I am just so perplexed at what I'm seeing with the Giants' record. Um, yeah, what about welcome the to the National Football League. Uh, yeah, exactly. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. And yeah, the, so the Cowboys then next. Where, where do you where are you at with the Cowboys when Dak is back and fully humming again? I like Dak Prescott. I, I like the Cowboys. I know so many people just really don't like that. <laughs> I didn't <laughs> want them to just not succeed. But Jerry Jones, I mean, the guy runs a tight ship. It's a good ship. And I like Dak Prescott. I really do. I, I really like when the Cowboys are succeeding. Um, six and two, again. I mean, I, I could have. Honestly, I could have predicted that yeah, one. Yeah, same. Same. I think <laughs> yeah. so. Even I'm, not surpri- I'm not surprised by their success. I'm, I'm not. Yeah, the defense made a big improvement. I mean, last year they were among the worst in football, I think, uh, yards-wise, right? Wasn't it like they gave up like a record amount of yards and all of a sudden they can play again? Um, Yeah. So I haven't looked at the commander's schedule, but I would surely hope that they take care of the Giants next time, Olivia. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, I think commander's fans would enjoy that. (laughs) I think they really would. I mean, we got, yeah. yeah, I, I we play them. I think in two weeks or, or three weeks at in New York. So um, we play them back to back, which is interesting. Um, but yeah, I think I I think that will be a close game. I do. I, yeah, I think yeah. we got two games ahead of that. We got the Texans and of course then the Falcons. And I think those are kind of toss ups. I definitely think we'll beat the Texans. But um, I, yeah, I think that if we pick up an, enough momentum, the commanders do. I keep saying we. I've been here three years, and I'm like, oh, I'm a part of the team. Well, you um, are. You basically yeah, are. Well, <laughs> yeah. well, no. Yeah, I, I always say we, and they're like, no, no. I'm like, right, sorry. Um, So, yeah, I think the Giants, I think that's a toss-up if we have enough momentum going into the game. Uh, yeah. I think that's, yeah. Definitely. Um. Well, we're hoping that you can help level out the Giants a little bit. That's for sure. <laughs> yes, <laughs> we're also Carlisle. hoping to get yeah, by I bet, you guys. I bet you guys are hoping the Commanders come. <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> the only time you wish for Commanders to win. Absolutely, this, this is probably true. And Dallas, and yeah, Dallas, yeah, right? Yeah. Okay, fair enough. And Dallas, right? Fair right. enough. At least we can say that the Commanders are our third least hated team in the division. <laughs> yeah, well, that's true. Because Cowboys and Giants are the clear cut. That's Ron Rivera. I like Ron Rivera. Yeah, that's fair. That's fair. So for our listeners, we've been on the line with Olivia Garvey, ABC7 News in D.C. Find her on Twitter, Olivia7 News. Olivia, thanks so much for taking the time to speak with us about the birds and the commanders in the NFL. And uh, we hope to catch you again in the future. Yeah, absolutely, guys. You guys do a great job. Thanks for having me on. It's time for Prim's Picks. These games are a blowout, a human lot. You can bet your children's unborn children on these games. Prim's NFL Picks. 
Well, well, we skipped a week, but uh, how we doing? Uh, a couple weeks ago, I went 3-3 three and three again, so now three consecutive weeks of picking without having a losing record. However, Tech, I am still just a touch under 500, 22-25-1. However, as I always tell you, here are this week's locks. Locks! So, Tech, the Seahawks are traveling to London to play the Bucks. The Bucks are a train wreck of what they used to be, and they're actually favored by three points. I'll tell you this. Geno Smith is playing football like everyone expected him to be able to play football when he first came into the league. And that running back, Kenny Walker, is a stud. Seahawks are plus three underdogs. I like them outright to win <laughs> in London over old Tom Brady and the Bucks. Lock. Lock. Next tech, the Bills had caught a tough loss to division rival Jets. Very tough. They got to host the Vikings this week, a good football team. I think the Bills <laughs> I think the Bills obliterate the Vikings. Yeah. It's only a three and a half point spread. I think the Bills win by a touch. That, that, that will pop the air out of the balloon of all the national people who think the Vikings are so good. The Bills are going to steamroll them. And I will <laughs> take that all day. Bills minus three and a half at home versus the Vikes. Lock. Lock. The Raiders and the Colts, Tech. In <laughs> Las Vegas, two train wrecks. Jeff Saturday. Yeah. <laughs> what, a, what a joke of a move. Yeah, that's a joke. Raiders are hosting the Colts. Colts are in disarray. The Raiders are not really in much less disarray, but I'll take the Raiders because of the home field advantage. Yep. Give me them at home. Money line. Stay away from the points because these teams are not good. Raiders money line in Vegas over the Colts. Lock. Lock. Sunday Night Football Tech. The Battle of California. Northern Cali versus Southern Cali. Niners hosting the Chargers. Yep. I'll tell you what. I I think the Niners' defense is... Pretty good. Oh, like best D-line in football. Justin Herbert has taken a step back this year. Yeah, I think he's overrated. A little bit. Yeah. I like the Niners at home straight up the win over the Chargers. Sunday night football. <laughs> Lock. Lock. Debo's going to get loose. Yeah. Next tech. Packers at home hosting the Cowboys. <laughs> Packers are plus five underdogs at Lambeau Field with Aaron Rodgers Ooh, the quarterback. It was sad during the World Series to see Fox boost this up like it was some crazy game. I know, I know. <laughs> I'll tell you what, though. I do think that Aaron Rodgers is more like Aaron Rodgers on Sunday. I don't know if they, right, I don't I know if they win. I don't know if they win, but I think they cover the five. I think if they lose, it's like a I field goal. I hope they goal. win. I, I hate Aaron Rodgers for one a few times. I want them to win. I, I hope that they win, too. Packers plus five at home versus the oh. Cowboys. Lock. Lock. Lastly, Tech, the Dolphins are hosting the Cleveland Browns. And, that you know, it seems like a game that could be tricky to pick. But I'm taking the Dolphins at home to keep rolling all day. Okay. I like to. Uh, Cleveland's got a pretty good defense. And, and that run game with Chubb is probably one of the best in football. Yeah. Uh, however, I like the Dolphins to hold court home. Lock. Lock. To recap, Tech, we got the Seahawks in London to beat the Bucks outright. Wow. Lock. The Bills at home. Favored by four to beat the Vikings. Lock. Raiders money line straight up in Vegas over the Colts. Lock. Niners to win the Sunday Night Football Battle of L.A. against the Chargers in San Fran. Lock. The Packers home dogs. Probably for the first time in a long time with Aaron Rodgers. However, take them plus five at home versus the lowly Cowboys. Lastly, Tech. Dolphins straight up at home to beat the Browns. It's going to be tight but I like the Dolphins to prevail. There it is. Ah! This has been Prem's NFL Picks. See you next week.
Vet Alumni. Nine. Nine.